0: Uh, Hi, Uh, welcome to Fortified Niche. I'm Kassar, joined by JC Dent. Hi. Today we are talking about Osprey's release of uh, Force on Force, the Ambush Alley games game, a sequel to 2007's Ambush Alley, Uh, released in 2011, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Force on Force is a game about being... Oh, it's about uh, asymmetrical warfare, really, isn't it?
1: Uh, Well, Ambush Alley was a pure asymmetrical warfare game, but like inspired by, I don't know, I guess experiences or something in the Afghan and Iraq wars, uh, but while that game was definitely you, the regular troops versus the insurgents, this one is a bit more ambitious, uh, I think early releases even had the rules for World War Two, but... Yeah, this definitely definitely is meant to be an all-encompassing modern games, but at a low enough level where the, where the smallest component you control is either a fire team of four dudes or a specialist.
0: Yes, definitely granular is what they're interested in here. Without getting into the nitty gritty of like the AK, the AR-15 versus 16 versus. And like four x scope, which is really exciting to see. love <laughs> it. A big point they make is about um, kinetic operations, which is a fun term. That I don't quite understand, but you know, sure.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it has kinetic in it. Uh, it has to be good. Yeah, but uh, just like bullets, dude.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, tier tier one hardcore. Though uh, I, I I definitely have to say that this game is de- definitely precedes what you would describe what I would describe as the operator cult of the modern day Uh, it's more interested at least uh, it looks like it's more interested in regular Joe Schmo Marines going towards the sound of battle and battling out with insurgents rather than like you know uh, the more modern games where you always have operators operating operationally
0: (laughs) that's that's very true um the game likes to talk about being just regular guys versus insurgents rather than your um different types of hats people yeah or boat patrollers
1: yeah it's definitely less w- wanky in that regard where uh, well i don't know if i can co- if i can call sp- we'll get to the wanky <laughs> <laughs> well i mean this is the part where we talk about the premise premise of the game and stuff so uh, it's, def- it's definitely a game released in 2010 as far as attitudes to, uh, I guess, uh, the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan go. I mean, I've mentioned it before, but it says something when your first tutorial mission is set in the
0: second battle of Fallujah. Yeah, it definitely it feels very set at a point where all of the non-US forces had withdrawn from Iraq. I think Australia and Britain and a couple of other commands still have like boots on the ground or floating around there, but lots more in Afghanistan by comparison. Um, So yeah, it it definitely has that vibe of like, it's not cool counterinsurgency, it's cool like counter, counter invasion stuff. Like we've invaded you. (laughs) Boots on the neck. Stop, stop, stop.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and the book is uh, extremely indignant about you deciding to... Ab- about the <laughs> Iraqis and stuff fighting yeah. against the invaders. But this is a... Uh, well, as far as these games can be ma- mainstream, this is a fairly mainstream military simulator game for people who are interested in modern history, a military simulator game. And it's written with an attitude that... Uh, that's resonant with people like this, like, uh,
0: well, it's really just like dismissive of anyone who might say that we don't want foreign feet on the ground, pointing guns at us and our families, which I don't know, like looking back a decade later, it feels really tone deaf, but also indicative of a very vocal minority of that era.
1: Well, that's, that minority is still very vocal today. Uh, <laughs> but, <coughs> yeah. but back then it was, I don't know, a little more acceptable or something like, I, it, it's stuff that happened before 2016. Nobody remembers how stuff was back before 2016. That was so long ago.
0: We can keep up. Oh, well,
1: 2016 was when the dragon broke. So everything's a bit messy before that point. But yeah, I mean,
0: absolutely, there
1: are stuff, there, there are examples in this, like, uh, you know, we both talked about the one Vietnam mission that's in the game. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like how it's extremely dismissive that uh, of the Vietnamese overrunning the firebase, as to, like, oh, it says that they ran, o- like the book says that they ran over the base more because of the base was incompetently staffed, and not because they were uh, good mil- militarily, which uh, which uh, discounts the strategic or tactical or intelligence gathering needed to pinpoint which base is understaffed, badly defended, and in a bad position. And they also, and also the logistical effort of uh, stealthily moving a battalion of troops uh, in jungle under night covers. So.
0: But, yeah, the game has a point of view about people who aren't Americans, and it's not really flattering.
1: Yeah, if you are not First World forces, uh, if you are not First World regulars going... Somewhere to bring in democracy and stuff. Yeah, uh, you probably you basically don't trade. Yeah,
0: all my friends in the First World Army say the third ain't shit.
1: Yeah, and uh, all the freedom fighters are only ever mentioned in uh, like you know scare quotes.
0: Hmm. Um, but yeah, going back to the just our uh, point by point review structure, the game starts with an introduction, tells you about like uh, who helped them. Make this all happen. Yeah, um, working with Osprey, um, their best vocal fans and stuff. Ah, it's full of cool photos of like minis and also actual photos of people. I, I assume real soldiers and not just larpers. But I'm not an expert in fatigues to be able to um, distinguish.
1: Well, you know, if they if uh, they were more larpers in it, they would be. Shot in the background of, like, you know, I guess pleasant midweather, uh, midwestern uh, forests and stuff, and not the dusty Haskell landscapes of uh, Iraq and Iran. So oh, another thing that uh, partnership with Osprey helps this book get is a bunch of plates, and the Osprey is known for one thing. <laughs> and if Osprey is known for one thing, it's that their books feature a lot of very exciting plates to look at.
0: Yeah, and they definitely um, have a really cool collection at back of uh, crediting where it's all from. And a lot of a lot of Osprey books appear in those um, lists for the arts, which is yeah, it's fine. You've got the resources, keep using them if they're cool. Yep, yep. Um, That's uh, that.
1: That is a that is a very good feature of this book. It's that it's almost you can say law
0: law lavishly. <laughs> lo, it's very well yeah. illustrated. Yeah, lavishly. Yeah. You yeah, gotta get some strain on there. Um, yeah, it lays out what you need to play really clearly. Um, it, it suggests you can play from 10 to 28 millimeters. All that testing was done at 28. Um, I'm sure it'd be better at like 15. I think the book assumes 15 as the default. I mean, just say it's a 15 millimeter game then. Just commit to it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well. Cowards. 15 is a bit
1: strange choice, at least as I think for moderns, but it is uh, because most manufacturers, at least these days for moderns, seem to go for 28. But 15 is good in the sense that you, in the sense of the scale you want to portray, or at least like uh, <laughs> what, what, what you even might describe as uh, realistic shooting range for modern period weapons. Though at this point, I'm always reminded of that one grog guy who did a demonstration of how realistic ranges would be by just taking miniatures to a baseball pitch and just uh, measuring out what would, <laughs> what uh, The maximum firing ranges would be, yeah, it's off the table and stuff.
0: But I mean, which this game does um, bring up, which I quite, I quite enjoy, like just being like, you know, guys can hit things across the board because it's not that far. Yeah, Um, yeah. uh, And one thing I do want to say before we go too far is that like it gives you a heap of miniature places to get stuff from, and I love seeing that. Just like there's no. Partnerships were just like, hey, here's all the guys that we know that make this there's, there's good luck out there. Right, get nuts. Yeah,
1: this, it, it also, like you said, does a very nice thing of crediting the pictures uh, with with mentioning what what company miniatures are being used in them. So, like, if you like that dude, you can probably find them if the company hasn't gone under yet. I
0: mean, pretty, yeah, like 10 years ago, pretty much more yeah. likely. But yeah, yeah. Still, the people hang on. Like, stuff sticks around which is just the way that it is yeah 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 otherwise it's all kind of your standard setup like a table is this rolling dice is this which is fine like everyone starts with some game and i'm sure if you would this is the game i was recommended for starting modern gaming modern wargaming with if i wasn't interested in like um uh cold war or something i'm a used to play warhammer decade ago, <laughs> with my Warhammer minis a decade ago, so, you know, it's been recommended for a while. And in uh,
1: this day and age, you can probably play it uh, with the miniatures you have if you're collecting a or for uh, Infinity.
0: Yeah, that'd be fun.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I guess the starting layout of, of the book is the only time when you can, like, you know, praise the book for the layout or say something nice, because in general the rules are laid out
0: not in the best way possible this book sucks for layout it's awful it's awful i hate it (laughs) i hate this kind of layout um everything everything is everywhere and it's not (coughs) doing any teaching missions to teach you how to play the game um like infinity is like here is our quick start guide mission one you have four jerks versus four jerks mostly rifles go nuts mission two now here's a Rambo piece, mission three. Now here's a hacker, mission four. There's none of that in this. It's just like, okay, I'm going to give you a detailed description of what every single term I use does. What do these mean to you as a gamer? Ah, work it out. Keep reading. Like one of those. I don't know how you learn this game. Look, <laughs> the, the, the the
1: one thing that they lay out pretty early on that's important is the dice resolution system, which is. You're, you're always looking for a 4+, and with some rare exceptions, that's all you're going to do. And your stats are determined by a dice size, from a D6 to a D12. So that's nice. But then you get the action descriptions before anyone telling you what actions miniatures can do per turn. That basically happens at the end of the chapter. Then you go into the first battle, if I remember correctly, and... like. No, it's
0: Yeah, sequence of play is one of the first things they tell you about before telling you how the game is played. Like here is the turn order. This is the most important thing to learn. I mean you could teach me what the game is like, like what sort of like what a TQ check is in detail, what kind of orders I can do. Yeah, yeah. How maybe like what a the reaction tests are. That would be fun. More than like a paragraph.
1: <laughs> Maybe don't tell us what light support weapons and medium support weapons do in the middle of explaining how shooting works.
0: Uh, I mean, it, it
1: generally has a few issues with laying out the rules, from from like the stuff we mentioned now to stuff like uh, vehicle rules, where you have uh, stuff like poor ar- poor armor or uh, obsolete, which is the same rule or, like, light for class, and both of these are just to decrease the armor values of a tank, but if you have... But it's, and it explicitly says for poor armor that the...
0: Uh, yeah, the stats are already modified for that, yeah. like, the stat cards with vehicles have all of the um, perks, essentially, the traits, yeah. have been applied already. Yeah, so... You don't have to change these things in-game. Yeah, so why, why even have a rule if, if, like, your poor armor or
1: obsolete doesn't... Uh, like, you know, doesn't change interactions that exist in the game, like for example, if you had if you said, oh, poor armor actually does worse against modern ATGMs or something like, but no, it's just a flat reduction in armor that you don't have to do yourself, so why even mention it, unless you like, you know love dunking on BTR 60s for no reason
0: That's why there's nine of them that roll
1: exactly the same. Yeah, like, BTR-60, the one with the roof, uh, from from BTR-60 to BTR-80, those are identical stat lines, only BTR-80 can carry one guy less, and, uh... Yeah, I, don't know, I, I don't know why they had to be written out, like, as three different entries instead of, like, sticking them in, in, into a single line. Uh, yeah, that is... That is this game. That, that, that is this game. There's, like useless retreading there's also the way that you know fluff and explanation why the rule exists isn't visually separated from the rule itself so good luck hunting it and uh, yeah
0: how long did I guess it's useful if you want to like sorry how long did you say the FAQ is <laughs> um so there's an older FAQ for their, their non-osprey version and it's like 34 pages <laughs> Yeah, I guess they shortened it. Your first FAQ is like it's two pages. Yeah, yeah. So, and we still would love
1: to see a fairly hostile editor go through the book and like tell them to put everything in order to separate stuff out. Like, I know people don't. I know people won't agree that Infinity is a very well edited book, but I'd love to see something closer to the, to to that than this.
0: Yeah, um, I'm a huge sucker for Infinity, and I'll boost it at any moment. Um, once you've learned the game, you just have to learn the wiki, and the wiki is so well-organized. Even just, like, their HSM3 expansion for 3rd edition. Yeah. it's Like, here is a bunch of new stuff. Here is just a page of what it does. Here is what this does. Here is what this does. And then they're really good about dropping FAQs, like, I don't get why this works this way. Like, oh, well, it works this way. Which I'll bring up in this game. Um... They have a bunch of designer notes throughout of it. They're telling you what they're trying to emulate. They're telling you the exact kind of warfare they're interested in representing. Um, and that's I just love seeing that. I love someone who's like, I'm going to tell you why I'm making this game. Yeah, and that's and a, it's just really And it's a
1: and it's an actual good part of layout because that's usually well separated from the main text.
0: Yeah, they tell you like why you'd use a certain size board, fifteen versus twenty millimeters. They tell you why the gun ranges are the way they've been done and it's like oh, okay yeah i understand that i'm not operating on just half a paragraph and trying to backwards reverse engineer why you made the decision like oh we're doing this because you know this textbook tells us this is how combat works like okay sure that's your reference text nice
1: yeah uh, so eventually our big complaints with this as a game, I guess, and not as a book, like you can't you can't really separate the uh, criticism for the way it talks about real life conflicts. But the big issue is not the rules, but with the way the book and the rules are laid out, because the rules are definitely they have some what you might say grace in how they're written and done. Like the book says, uh, usually that the individual firearm doesn't matter. Like, what matters is the guy behind the gun and how he was trained and how he's going to go about things. So there's a little granularity when it comes to, like, individual small arms. Now, when it comes to separating what's a squad automatic, a light light machine gun, a general purpose machine gun and stuff, then it can get a bit wonky, but generally it, it... it goes for a level of abstraction that is a welcome addition in, in a groggy militarism because usually you'd think usually you think that every grog game producer will go for something close to, to Phoenix Command in this.
0: Yeah, this is honestly it's it's refreshing to see someone be like, oh man, let like the guy with the guns more important than this an AK or an M4 or a M14 or a Beretta. Like,
1: yeah, I mean. Uh, uh, and, and and even like Stuff of positioning and stuff Like half of your guys have to see Half of the enemy guys to shoot uh, Why does it happen and half? Well because yeah. the miniatures just delineate The uh, uh, Where does basically the territory that the squad Takes up then being actual Miniatures and then you the, 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 I guess the wonkiest part here is like that you have to that you're firing from the center of the territory that your miniatures occupy to the center of the enemy unit. But
0: in playtesting, did it? That didn't feel like to matter that much. No. Um, and the whole move leader move everyone else thing. It's a great way to do dynamic squads without having to worry about if someone's moved an inch and a half too far or not far enough.
1: Yeah, because it's basically you you measure movement from by leader position, and you just put the guys in uh, in coherency. Then, so yeah, it is laid back in some.
0: Yeah, it's it's that weird oscillation between the two points. Um, so yeah, this starting sequence, uh, kinetic operations. There's big pages on like on sequence of play and clear explanation the terms. And they really stress that you should be playing scenarios rather than just like, well, I've got 12 painted British soldiers. Do you have 48 painted insurgents? Because we can do that. Um, over, over like that kind of like annihilation thing. Um, their initiative system is fun. Like you're rolling a lot of dice though, which is kind of unwieldy, but you're unlikely to tie, which is, which is fine.
1: Um, it, it, and,
0: uh, and the... It does have.
1: I think initiative has a, a bit of a thing where it rewards you playing good. I mean, it makes sense in like in real time sense because you get more initiative points for you get more initiative if you had initiative previously and if you are achieving objectives. Though the thing that uh, kind of surprises me in this game is how little attention is paid to chain of command and stuff like. Uh, It says that when when your trooper, a specialist carrying like a machine machine gun dies, you you can probably just pick it up because regulars are all cross-trained. But it also takes the same attitude towards like section leaders and sergeants dying. And while I don't have any real military experience, I don't know how uh, realistic that is. Because chain of command stuff only comes up into play with insurgents and that's an entirely different nest of bees.
0: Yeah, that's a um, it's a weird choice because I, I I know that as a lot of uh, modern armies put the put like the delegation of orders and stuff to like the lowest rank they can. I feel like there's a point where you still need like a sergeant or something to be optimum. But I don't know. Then you
1: know that losing a sergeant would be a thing that affects the morale and the well-being of the troops. Uh. It does exist in the in the insurgent rules, but like I said, that's a whole nother thing. But to explain insurgents, you probably have to talk about regular soldiers first, and like, uh, we'll get to that. Well, you know, uh, might as well get it here. Like, uh, <laughs> fine. Uh, it takes like if uh, one thing with initiative turns is that uh, if you win initiative, you'll be the one who's acting this turn. So your troopers will be all able to do like, you'll be just doing like the usual, well I go, then you go, so first you move your all of your soldiers and they can do essentially two actions each so like moving and shooting, shooting and moving um, and then the non-initiative units can do their turn unless they acted or reacted to that unless they reacted to that turn and that's Actions and reactions, I mean, reactions in this game are kinda like Infinity, but also insane at the same time.
0: Do you like to roll dice to see if your guy gets to do something? How about rolling dice, you get to roll dice, oh, but roll dice to roll dice, two roll dice, oh boy. Yeah, I'm,
1: I, I think uh, rules and gameplay-wise, we probably had the most issue with the reaction system because when the enemy sees you, they can react just like in Infinity, but it's not just like, you know, I'm shooting you because I saw you move. No, then your squad squad and the reacting squad, they roll off, and then that determines in what sequence your actions are carried out. And if there's more than one squad reacting to you, then you roll off against that squad, and then if you... Unless you're ambushing or an Overwatch, then you get... Yeah,
0: and test, to so just go first. Yeah, and if
1: you have and if you have placed a unit on Overwatch, they can roll reaction to see if
0: they can interrupt the other guys before they interrupt you. Uh, uh, Unless the other guys have Overwatch, then your Overwatch can trigger off their Overwatch. Triggering well, they can't. Well, they, I don't think do they. I don't movement. think they can do be an Overwatch ah, because you. No, but point.
1: like, it doesn't matter because it's all reactions down. <laughs> uh, it's all reactions uh, downwards from here. Like. Sure. Uh, you, if your unit fails a reaction test, they can still do the action, but they fall off the whole reaction chart. But if you have competent enough dudes, they can probably react forever, which is like they lose a point of firepower. They lose a dice of firepower because this is a dice pool game, kinda. Every time they react, but it's a lot of stuff to track and keep in mind and mark and the game doesn't talk about markers much on how or how you should uh you know mark stuff that this unit reacted or that this unit has lost firepower dice uh so
0: it definitely feels like a game where you want like a competent gm because then you could get a lot, a lot more out of all of the uh, hidden guys all the overwatch stuff you could do more um Play with the Fog of War a lot more, Problems than some cards. Yeah,
1: well, uh, we talked about it that it would be a much more fun game to play if it had a digital version, like, you know, uh, lock and load,
0: digital, tac- tactical digital, which we both have. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of modifiers in this game that it's easy to forget one or two, and they can be very key if you're charging like 10 and into a squad with a saw and a grenade launcher. you like, well, I think I've rolled enough dice. Have... A- what? I don't know. uh like
1: yeah and the assault is one of those places where I don't even want to think about the reactions because like does, I, does one of my other units react to your guys charging what if they charge into your unit and charge into somebody's line of sight I'm just like just just charge, just charge just charge
0: yeah uh, had have, have the thing you've worked so hard for um I like the lack of facing I like that kind of like everyone's just looking everywhere all of the time yeah, yeah. It makes the line of fire a lot easier, and the line of fire rules are kind of awkward. So any little extra is great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, in general, it, it really likes to deal with abstractions. Like your guys enter the building. Great. Now they're they exist in quantum space of the building of the building, and they can shoot out of wherever, and they can enter through wherever because there might be holes you can't see or something. So there's no, like, uh, was it bolt action or chain of command where you can shoot two guys per window or something, so...
0: Ah, uh, I think chain of command does that. Bolt action probably has a similar rule. I'm kind of okay with the assumption that if the squads in a building, they're going to make fire ports or encourage or, you know, yeah, find yeah. a firing port. I mean, it's, especially in something where the game is like, yeah, you're fighting in, like, zones that have been bombed or exploded, so...
1: Yeah, yeah, um... Even the vehicle rules, I mean, you probably engaged with them more than I did, but they're kind of, they're definitely more abstracted in chain of command in that the crew only matter in as much as uh, you still have crew remaining. So uh, if you're down half a crew, it's uh, your vehicle capability degrades. And sure, vehicles have facings, which I love and I like, it
0: shouldn't be abstracted away. Uh but they've also got different side armors and top armors and rear yeah. armors, and there's a lot of different angles to make sure you're aware of when you're driving your vehicle through a building area. But also, the guns they have are amazing, so just do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and and if you're not calling in uh, helicopters or uh, trying to call in guys to fast rope from helicopters, the rules for air support and artillery are fairly abstract. Like it's not battle group where uh, artillery call in rules are the single biggest chunk of the rules of the book, so they are a, they are
0: a big part of it though.
1: Yeah, but if you want to get into the nitty gritty, this game will give you nitty gritty because it has the uh, optional rules for everything you wanted. Scenario: Do you want to have dog teams? There's rules for dog teams. Do you want to do suppressed weapons and stealthy guys? Ambushing uh, uh, Afghani police uh, uh, checkpoints at night. There's rules for that. You want to. You Don't, want to. It, it'll be one-sided as hell. <laughs> you want to disperse or arm civilians. There's the rules for that. You want to buy. You want to fight in the chemical warfare, uh, like contaminated the contaminated zone in mob suits. There's rules for that.
0: Yeah, um, we talk about it. We talk about it being focused on Iraq and Afghanistan. Well, I- mostly Iraq. There's not a whole lot of Afghanistan stuff in here, um, but it does offer scenarios for Chechnya. It talks about the um, American invasion of Panama. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like s- spread to this, and like you say, the the first um, force on force has rules for World War Two vehicles. So, and like um. Order of battles and stuff for American, British squads, German squads, which is exciting.
1: <laughs> well, this one has rules for using C-RAM to knock out artillery and for using off-table art- counter artillery against the enemy's off-table
0: artil- artillery. So uh, just just make everything just a card, man. You've got so many cards. Like, aha, I've played the artillery card. Boom, withdraw. Six twelve card. Six D twelve squads. Like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, you,
1: they definitely.
0: I will say. Yeah. Ah, so, so I want to go back to the um, basically the first intro book part of it. We're doing the chain of corporations. Uh It brings up hotspots, which if you've played Chain of Command, you'll be familiar with. But rather than being um, a way to decide initiatives and like where the field of battle will be, it's just straight up like rat holes from Command and Conquer Generals. <laughs> well.
1: Uh... Which I kind of like? Well, they, they, they're they not dynamic, I guess, unless you, unless you do dynamic scenarios at it, but they are places where your uh, insurgent reinforcements come in, which are uh, random rolled. And uh, this goes to... I guess we can start talking about insurgents here, because uh, insurgents ain't shit. They're in the game to die like dogs. Uh so because the game the game does has literally very very low opinion of irregular fighters their main thing is that they are basically like orcs and they go towards the sound of uh, gunfire it literally says so in the rules that one of the benefits of your forces is that they flock to the sounds of shooting which uh, I don't know sounds a little dehumanizing
0: but um,
1: yeah. But
0: that sure it talks about, like, all of the battles. Like, here, in this example, like, the NVA won. In this example, Cheshnau won. In this example, like, you just talk about a lot of losers, dude. Like, why are you shooting these guys the whole ball? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but, but, I
1: mean, the rules they give them, they, they, it makes them lose because, like, insurgents, they can only act or react once per turn. So, if they... If they don't have initiative, and there are sometimes rules and scenarios where they never have initiative, they just can either react to your units or they can act once in the end phase, once the non-initiative units act. Um, If they don't have a leader, they they... they have to roll under their. They have to roll their quality stats, which is usually a d6 to act or react. So this is where your rolling to roll to roll thing comes in. Um, what else? Um, they have a different morale table, so uh, even if they. Right. Do you like? Well, uh, I mean, it, it's a bit different because they have they ca- they have or they can be subject to the shrink rule, which is. Age of Sigmar Warhammer 40k where you're
0: like, you know, sympathy devs, guys run away. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's only in the morale checks. But I mean, it's not, it's not great. I don't. Yeah, I
1: mean, even if your guys are like super motivated because like it's one of
0: those. Uh, uh... So, okay. Well, this this drop second. The basic mechanics of the game is you have a troop quality. That troop quality the size of the dice you roll it could be d6 D8 D10 or D12s no d20s no d4s and then you roll that many dice or you roll a certain amount of dice for, like, for one for every dude or all the, all the guns in the unit have a certain amount of dice attached to them and on four plus you succeed yeah and then yeah and if it's a post check all of your four pluses succeed and all the enemies four pluses succeed and their successes count to equal or lower values. Which, if you're trying to shoot higher quality guys, becomes real hard because you can't block a seven.
1: Yeah, yeah, Th- that's what we learned uh, during our last playtest. Is that uh, you might have ten dudes that, uh, that you might have ten dudes rolling d sixes, but I have five dudes that are rolling d eights, and you can't and you can't block seven or eight.
0: So, yeah, so regulars commonly seem to be quality d six. That's what they're testing for their shooting attacks, their activating attacks. And then, like, morale D12s. So they're rolling D12s looking for 4s for per guy who's still alive at the end of the firefight. And then a on 1s, that guy just runs away. Which, yeah. <laughs> Americans don't run away,
1: though. Why would they run away? I mean, something, something, squad cohesion, morale and stuff. But then you'd think sure. that maybe uh, insurgent cells would also have, like, some sort
0: of camaraderie thing going. And then you have to deal with, like... Confidence and stuff. There's a bunch of little modifiers it brings to the game. It's really weird I,
1: the, the weirdest thing is that there exist target number modifiers, which only happen in a, like five places a game It's
0: usually either adding or subtracting dice. Yeah, but your dice Type can be like improved like if you've got like um, a really good leader or a card your d6 can become a d8 or if you lose enough close combats your d8 can go to a d6 or even just you removed you' have a dice and you're captured which is not good.
1: <laughs> there are also rules for dealing with captured people deal rules for having casualties and the kind of casualties you have rules for taking on dependents. oh yeah uh, like I said this game can go into like you know almost as much detail as you
0: want but it all runs on the four uh, pluses king I kind of wish that you'd see like going back to your early comments about meeting up, like a like a one page rules version because there's a really simple game in here like it's a really simple game that's really effective at doing this kind of um warfare. I don't think it needs to be 200 pages. Uh
1: it would be it wouldn't be 200 pages if it was laid down well and more aggressively edited.
0: Yeah, like I think you don't need to like on table assets should be the Uh oh, this is this is diverging hugely Um, Sorry, so optimum range... So then, yeah, so your troop quality... So ranges, going through the book a little bit more... Um, Guns have infinite range. All guns can shoot as far as you can see the enemy. And you have your optimum range, which is your troop quality, which is... Your troop quality in inches, which is the smartest thing this game does... And I love it. Yeah, uh, it. It can feel short, but it's also just like, oh, yeah, that's a set. Okay, sure.
1: Yeah, it, it, it does it, a, lot of, a lot of things in the game ride on your troop quality, which is your shooting dice, your defense dice, your uh, detecting ambushes dice. Like, and if you are in an ambush, uh, the range you can ambush stuff at is like double your troop quality dice. Basically, uh, you really rarely have anything that... Uh, Changes that even if you have uh, body armor, it just adds an additional dice of troop quality to your defense. If you have abundant ammunition, it it adds another troop quality dice to your shooting. So it's great. It 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 really has good simple foundations to build on.
0: Yeah, there is there is confidence as well, but I never I never saw it come up that much.
1: Well, demo scenarios. Our demo scenarios show that uh, basically uh, uh, our troops were usually confident, and when it comes to shooting okay. at uh, irregulars, which would always test for morale, even if they scored no casualties, it basically never happens that you don't score any casualties on on
0: on irregulars. Yeah. Oh, it's also as a question of fire thing. Our low confidence units have. Real bad, real bad times of being suppressed. Yeah, but the su- coffin don't really care.
1: But suppression fire is one of those things where you can talk about badly laid out rules because it's easy to forget that some weapons are supposed to always be doing suppression and stuff. Uh,
0: so, like you know, it's not all MGs. It's all MGs except for the saw. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> which is such a weird thing. To- I mean, maybe saws aren't scary. I don't know
1: yeah yeah I mean like I said a third edition would be nice but it won't happen because uh, uh, at least the website has been dead since 2017 and I think you said that you saw on Facebook that the company is going under
0: yeah they had some um, pretty bad personal stuff happen like this just their home and like some family things I didn't look too much into it because it's a bit uh, not my business but yeah the game seems to be like complete this is as good as a game will ever be well, technically, from this from this developer, yeah. Well,
1: technically, there's an advanced version of it in Tomorrow's War, which will we which will we will cover sometime. Oh, sometime yeah. in the future.
0: That was obviously like there's not going to be a, a that's edition addition from them unless we make. Yeah, it. Yeah, unless we make. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then we get to close combat. I think if we keep going through the book dot by dot, at least according to my notes. In- interesting thing about close combat is that it follows. I don't
1: remember which again—chain of command or bolt action—in that it's do or die. There's no getting stuck in combat. You're gonna roll them dice until one of the forces is either wiped out or flees. Yeah, I mean, gives the chain up.
0: of command definitely does the um, exterminate the other guy method of it. But even failing morale rolls doesn't matter. Or if you fail enough morale, roll, if you if you fail your morale check in close combat, you basically become um, POWs. Although I was thinking about like if you had enough bad guys and be like all right, I'm going to send you like 10 irregulars. I want them to fail because then you have 10 irregulars to carry around. And that makes everything you do so much harder.
1: Well, maybe not everything because dependent penalty and casualty penalty is usually just uh, roll quality to run. But uh, it it, it does uh, does, uh, make the game a bit harder. And unlike, say... uh, uh, advanced squad leader. It gives you incentives to not just shoot POWs outright.
0: That's a special rule. I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Aha! Got, got him. him. Topical commentary. Yeah.
1: Roll troop quality to find out if you can, uh, like you know, uh, saw off a prosthetic of uh, an insurgent's leg to make a drinking cup. Uh. But yeah. Uh. You can getting POWs is usually victory points in, in, in many scenarios.
0: Which I quite like. Um, generally, regular forces are worth more VPs as casualties or um, injured or POWs than insurgents, which I guess it could depend on the pink but it's fine. We,
1: we used caveman Kazavak rules, which means that like only ca- uh, insurgent casualties are... Uh, get up on a D6 or are just removed from the table on any other result. But first aid tables are one of those things that I want to port in my Warhammer game and it's uh happening unsuccessfully. But when your troop when your guys are shot at the start of the next turn you roll on a table and they can be dead, they can be seriously injured, they can be lightly injured, or they can just be okay. And then depending on and then depending on the result, like If you if you roll badly, your unit can get stuck in a spot because they're caring for their badly injured dude or or a dead guy, and they also explain why the why the difficult while the penalties for a heavily injured guy can be bigger than for the dead guy because like you know you're panicking, he's screaming with his guts out, and everyone's trying to keep him alive, and the dead guy has just had his head blown off from by an
0: RPG, so (laughs) you know yeah you can get that money back here you finally yeah so so
1: yeah that I mean one casualty management is one of those ways where the game gets really fiddly and it sounds cool potentially but it does get fiddly with, with if you with you having say to escort your casualties to a medic and the medic put taking them to a casovac or off the table and uh, well, it gets—it's one of those things where you don't deal much that you don't deal much with in the uh, starting scenarios, but I think it could happen in bigger games or in
0: campaign games if you play those. Can't imagine. Um, Speaking of escorting to a medic, I quite like the whole movement being so the same. Like all infantry move six inches a turn, or they can run twelve inches. Oh, rapid. Sorry. Um, there's even rules for out of contact, which is really exciting. If you can't see the enemy and they don't have to cross the line of sight, they can go yeah, out Yeah, but
1: that only goes for insurgents because like nobody yeah. knows where those guys are. Uh, but another interesting rule is that this game allows you to run and shoot. So like if you do rapid movement, which is 12, up to 12 inches, you can shoot afterwards at the penalty. And you're easier to hit if you're
0: no.
1: sh- shot that turn because you're not moving tactically.
0: Yeah, which isn't brought up in the QRS, except it is brought up later. Yeah. The firepower section? It's really weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, The train's great. I love, I love, 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 love that units are considered to be in cover unless they have, like, they're in, like, a section of the board that you've all agreed is... Yeah,
1: because, like... Like, there isn't... Oh, yeah, what is it? Yeah, your insurgents really need that because they don't have that armor dice, uh, but... Cover is really, like, abstracted in this game, so you don't have to, uh, you don't. it's not as it's not as stringent as, say, Infinity, where you're either hugging a wall or you're out in the field, but, which can lead to, to some unpleasantness, especially if you have to cross places,
0: but it doesn't have to, you don't. But even then, getting the, um, like, the exposed condition, essentially, um means you don't have to flood the board with everything, you don't have to like worry about like, oh, can I move around the hot dog cart, or oh, will the falafel stand like, be worth it if I put it here? Like, It's like, no, there's like there's stuff over there, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, since your guys uh, aren't uh, exactly
1: the guys as they should be on in real life, you don't know maybe all of them are hiding behind the falafel stand. Exposed is really hard to get on most tables, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think it'd be a matter of like, if you walk into this area, this area is exposed kind of thing. Yeah. um the terrain rules all fit in like basically two sentences Tactically, move into through or exit buildings or dense woods um and you can be cross water or vertical obstacles if you're trained to do so which is like if you've got like um i don't know surfboards or grappling hooks or something yeah. um and if you fail you get a 48 attack yeah uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of this like i like i
1: said could should be and could be edited down and Maybe some of the abilities or actions you can do should be matched to keywords if they were introduced in that. And uh, unit stats uh, for, like, fire teams and stuff should definitely be printed on cards with the relevant rules.
0: Because we kind of have the keywords almost at the start. It's like supply levels, morale checks, non-initiative units. Like it just, it wouldn't, And there are later ones for, like, all the vehicle abilities that you can yeah. get. It's just a weird little oversight that you just add a tag to units and like hey they've got like fast roping or hey they've got mob suits or hey they've got you know suicide vests or something instead you could be like no this guy has the L23 L23 light hook launcher I'm like oh what the fuck does that do?
1: Yeah it's, it's interesting that they write out the weapons in the like you know weapon chapter and then just say that it's like a light support weapon does 1 AP 0 AT damage so, yeah, mm. yeah. Now, then, I, I mentioned it briefly, and it's probably only for the grogiest of people out there, but this game has campaign rules. Uh, again, you can see the...
0: Was that in an expansion? Uh,
1: no, it's in the main book, and uh, you can see the uh, wide gap between Insurgents and regular guys in that. And in the regular guys... You track experience squad by squad, and basically you can even get shittier guys as replacements in your platoon to replace the guys uh, that have, like you know, have died or are still in the replacement pool, like you know, recovering, convalescing. Meanwhile, in the insurgents, no individual person matters. You just upgrade the insurgency itself, which can lead to such ridiculous stuff at like a third maximum level of uh personnel development or something which isn't easy to reach but at that point you roll a dice in the in battle and there's 50 50 chance that your guy your d6 d12 guys are actually d10 guys which means like <laughs> hey suddenly space marines like uh the space marines that still activate uh, like regulars and are cowering in the corner, but if, when it when time comes to shoot people or get shot at, they'll just be doming uh, marines left and right. Yeah, it's hard to roll a, a twelve on a d8. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, even a D, even a d10 is like a is is like yeah. an unreachable mountain. And uh, yeah, so the campaign rules are there. I guess if you want them, you can play them. I mean. Uh, they're probably not as exciting as uh, Ivan Sorenson's rules, and I don't quite remember what his modern combat rules is. It's either disposable heroes or something like that. No end in sight, right? I think that has more exciting campaign rules, but uh, yeah, they're there. They exist as a game.
0: You can play it if you <laughs> want to. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh I guess we can maybe move into <laughs> army building the shortest section of the of this podcast I don't
0: think there is any exactly questions.
1: because uh, this is meant to be a scenario game uh, and you should create historic or historic ish scenarios and use the uh, uh whatever force is appropriate uh, which is like sure but if you're but if you're running, you're trying to create a scenario by not using the exact d- table of like, you know, engagement or whatever it was at that time. It would help if there they were you know, point costs to like what a D6 regular versus a D10 regular is. Like, how uh, much...
0: I don't know, man. Spectre does that and it's a nightmare. It doesn't work.
1: Well, you know, just because many game companies... <laughs> <to> Workshop. <watch> <laughs> can't can't seem to be Mm. handling any sort of point balancing. doesn't mean that it shouldn't be done, but it, it would help if you had some sort of better guidelines of what forces match up against what. Because, like...
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got nine scenario books for you to buy at $20 each, so... I mean, sure, yes,
1: you have plenty of scenarios. And, like, the other books, like Classified, which is all sneaky spook operations and, like... Cold War Gone Hot, which is the only, I guess, uh, not morally gray
0: rulebook. What do you mean? Bush Wars is fine. Just because you don't like Rhodesia for some crazy reason. I think it's because you're racist. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) I
1: don't don't like Rhodesia purely for the reason of being a huge old SJW. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. you have... Disgusting. You have... uh, uh, Scenario books are plenty as long as you have the miniatures. Uh, I mean, the book itself provides some like sample regular military formations like uh, uh, BMP and BTR rifle platoons for Russians and uh, Royal Australian Regiment for Australians and stuff. But that's one of those things you could definitely look up
0: online. And there is, a, there is a big fan community um, doing like, uh, vehicle stats for different areas. Like I was just having a quick Google the other day. You have like a big community organized um, fan document for like all different periods and eras. And the first thing I searched for was Rhodesia, and there's a lot of Rhodesia in it. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: the Prester John for the Modern Era. Uh, did nothing wrong, oh, was God. not a racist at all. Oh. Rhodesia, rah, 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 mercenary paradise. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's, so, yeah, army building doesn't exist. You'll have to play scenarios or hope for the best. Uh,
0: that's fine. I think that's fine. Like, I don't think everything has to be a tournament. Game. I mean... And it's, it's fine if see you want be like, hey, we're not for tournaments. Here are our scenarios. Please make scenarios. Annihilation is boring. Yeah, yeah, I
1: mean... You know me. I don't like. Uh, I. I. I don't like the titles, the tournament game, and I don't like uh, annihilation, which is the worst scenario and the worst condition in Infinity. Like any any game mm-hmm. or any scenario, which is just shoot the other guy, bottom text. I hate it. I don't want. I don't want to see it happen. Please remove <laughs> it. It's not a good tool to teach people how to play the game. It's not fun. Uh, eat my entire ass. I don't know. But. What you mentioned, Good point well made. What I think what you mentioned is like that the, that the uh, book supplies you with uh, people, uh, I mean, companies where you can buy miniatures. And yeah, this game is your excuse to buy basically any miniature uh, depicting soldiers past World War One or even in World War One if you so desire. There are rules for bolt-action rifles. Um,
0: Ooh, you could do a one okay in this. I reckon that'll work. Um come again? I reckon Wobble One would work okay in this with all the artillery rules and spots. You might have to like ah, oh, yeah. I know the basic the basic TQ confidence rating is just so versatile that uh, I'd like to see it a lot more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like, you know, uh managers buy anything. Uh though as we mentioned before, fifteen millimeters maybe Spectre miniatures wouldn't really work well because it's twenty-eight, but then twenty-eight you get the most beautiful miniatures. But anything smaller, Spectre I think. Spectre is be... tiny I miniatures. Mean,
0: but yeah, Spectre is more like twenty-five millimeters from memory. But yeah, but yeah, like uh, also the joys of three D printing. What better time to just rattle off some guys? Like you've got um, oh, what's that company? Anyway, yeah, people are making modern miniatures nowadays for free, like STL, if you can download. It wouldn't be hard to get a collection going. Yeah,
1: I, I would love to get some of those, uh... God damn it, I forget, the, I think it's an Australian company or something, that makes wonderful Soviet mob suit guys. Eureka miniatures, I think. Yes, you miniatures.
0: Yeah. Uh, I want a set of their mob suit guys so good, the nori suits look so cool. Yeah, I,
1: I really want to get those guys, and like, hey, mob rules exist in this game. Uh Cold yeah, War shout out to Eureka miniatures. Cold War Gun, Gun Hot miniatures are expect, explicitly okay in this game because one of the starting scenarios is like Cold War Gun Hot and there's an actual rule book for that. Uh so
0: yeah, I mean Yeah, um this is it's great. I definitely think I'm too much message every to enjoy a game where one of us plays Americans and one of us plays people being invaded. I, it's the same kind of like I don't know. World War Two games had that enough distance, but this still feels like I can talk to someone who did this for real. Like, I mean, uh, if we're I, if we're yeah. moving eventually to the compliment sandwich, and uh, this yeah, this that. Is,
1: this is one of those things we can discuss there. But for the sandwich part, uh, since you're the um, this the host for this episode, why don't you start with a nice thing that you like about this game?
0: Um, well, I like a lot. In spite of this game. I like a lot about it um, I guess I'm gonna say it again the designer notes they're really clear in what they're trying to emulate they're really well written about what they want to do and what their processes were for coming to these conclusions
1: yeah and since you took designer notes I'm gonna take the 4 plus success ah. because it's a very simple rule it's a very simple easy to understand rule and the whole game runs around it, except for like some exceptions, which can probably ironed out in like a third edition, if it's such if such ever exists. Like, uh, it's it's nice. It's it has some sort. It, it has a very graceful, uh, you know, engine running under it. It just gets a
0: little bit weird when it gets described <laughs> how it works. Yeah, it's a shame that rules get in the way of the game so much. Oh, sorry, the rules writing gets in the way of the game so yeah. much. Um, just my negative. Um, for as pretty as the book looks, it's very readable. Uh, the PDF is is really easy to search through. Oh my god, what an organisational mess!
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, we did a lot of flipping forward and backwards for the play te- for for the three play tests we ran. We usually do too, but uh, uh, <laughs> friend of the podcast Arkan- Arkansas Technograd, uh, recommended us we do contractor trouble and so we did but uh, like there's a lot of flipping to and forth and it's one of the books that an index really was really helpful because like going going to the to the uh, start to <sighs> shit. you know the, the the uh, table of contents, sure, nice, yes. it exists. But you really need the index for specific stuff. And it, it's, it, could, it could still used to be more granular in the index. Like uh, when you're looking for Casavac, Caveman Casavac isn't mentioned separately. Or when you're looking for weapon teams, those aren't mentioned differently, separately. So you have to go no. look for that. So it could be better.
0: But if you were to look up, say, artillery, it would give you every single page that artillery is mentioned on including the artillery section, page number by page number, which is not actually useful. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, uh, if I had to mention my uh, my um, thing that I don't like, uh, I think we already harped enough on the political uh, thing of the book, But then, uh, so I guess I'll just say that I'm not a fan of just how... Uh, Just how weak the insurgents, uh, the regulars are in this book, because uh, it feels like it's made to, it it feels like the insurgent rules were balanced by looking at casualty counts on Wikipedia and then working your way down from there, assuming that every casualty is caused by a guy shooting a rifle and not just like, you know, artillery, airstrikes, drone strikes and stuff. And like. So it's kind
0: of sup- every casualty is an American kill, rather than like no, not really.
1: Yeah, so it's like every guy was shot by a rifle, rather than like you know uh, the uh, regular spinning them in place, and then uh, some dude in an uh, some evangelical dude in an F-15 dropping a bomb on them. So yeah, I'd love to see the
0: insurgents maybe be done more competent. Yeah, I think you could probably drop it down to like. The basic regular is a D6, and anything below that is just, like, either a card or, like, an ability that the regulars would have. Like, if, like you know, maybe we could say, oh, that building's going to shoot at you now because I played this Fog of War card, which can brought up. But, yeah, there are random cards you can draw in this game, and they're wild. Yeah,
1: th- those, ca- those cards are wild, and they can be, like, you get a card, you get victory points, you, lo- you lose victory points. Your troops can't move for two turns, which is like... <laughs> yeah, your whole army just stays still. Ah, oh, it was great. Yeah, I, I think I drew, I drew that... Twi- I, either I or you drew that twice in one battle, which is like... Great, right, I don't have any objectives to accomplish in time, any buildings to occupy. Glad that happened.
0: I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, so, uh... Second thing that you like? Oh, shotguns! Shotguns in this game are great. Shotguns? Uh, they're double good. Yeah, shotgun weapons, um or a weapon you can get, apparently. They're twice as good in optimum range, and outside of that, they're only adding a D6 regardless of what kind of training you have. Which is, like, the best shotgun rules I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Normally mean, they're like, yes, this shotguns are like one quarter range of a standard gun, and then nothing, because why would a why would a pellet or a slug keep going? That's insane. <laughs> and he's like, no, you could can, can probably dome that dude still.
1: Yeah, you can shoot everyone on the table, is nice, though, for... My favorite thing is that uh, I'm going to say with the op that the level of options present for this game, because it allows you to emulate basically anything you want. And when you read those things, you really get uh, excited about it, because it says, like, hey, you know, here's how you breach a wall. There are two ways to breach a wall, like with wall charges or with, like, anti-tank weapons. Um... are you playing against insurgents Well, you, Well, it might be that you just can't run into buildings and out of buildings willy nilly You need to stack and breach them to see if there are... Uh, super numeral, uh, non-miniature-represented guys hiding in houses or maybe they're booby-trapped and then there's rules for that. It's just that it could serve to be laid out better.
0: Yeah, like the... Um, something I meant to bring up before... This just kind of makes me think this is like um, they played a bunch of Full Spectrum Warrior, the old Xbox 360, two squads of marines, yeah, yeah, breach, bang, and clear your way across um, Iraq. Like a lot of that just feels like Did they play this game, just this what this game <laughs> is, and then they just expanded it. <laughs> am I am I playing Full Spectrum Warrior without having electricity on? Oh, the dream. Yeah, yeah. Would you play this game again? Do you reckon you'd be like grab some locals or?
1: I I th- think I would love t- I would love to play this game again. I would absolutely love to have a third cleaned up, uh, sorted out edition of this game to play because like you know I am interested in military history and modern military stuff and all that. It, it, it would scratch an itch, uh, but it's really it's really hard to do it when the rules are. An absolute mess all over the place. Oh, well, not the rules. The whole rule yeah, book I is a mess.
0: But the ru- rules are good yeah, and solid. The book is fundamentally the game is fine. It's well thought out, very interesting mechanically. Um, I wouldn't play it for anything post like nineteen eighty five. I mean, I would, uh, I would totally do Cold War scenarios. That'd probably be okay and fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no issue with that. I'd myself gladly play. What if scenarios in early Cold War? Because I'm tired of all the video games doing only late Cold War going hot. I'm, I want to, I want to see air, I want to see T-55 be king of the battlefield and everyone fielding shitty ATGMs that have equal odds of targeting the earth as uh, the uh, tanks. So
0: yeah, IS-3 is crossing the Rhine. Yeah, yeah, I, I want am. to live that dream. Dearest comrade Stalin, we are being oppressed by the... <laughs> <laughs> help,
1: help, we're being oppressed by ourselves. Uh, could you bring a spring to Prague? <laughs> but yeah, I would play it. Clean it up, uh, iron out some of the more trouble, some uh, problematic stuff, and uh, it, it is a good, solid game that I think has, uh, has a place in the modern uh, meta.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's not wrong to dismiss it, but it's a war game worth reading and considering about why it's made the choices it's made, in the same way that Chain of Command is a really cool war game that if you want to make war games, you should read it and understand why they've made the decisions they've made and how it affects the game being played. Yeah, people at Games Workshop. Oh, they read other games. There's only, there's only Warhammer. There's only... Only one game that matters Yeah, as, I mean, They've been a billion dollar company and we have four podcast episodes. <laughs> yes. So,
1: yeah, I, 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 I think I think it is is, it, it is in all senses of the word an interest.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, check it out. Don't know how you're going to buy it, but, you know, maybe there's a way. I'm sure it's floating around somewhere. Yep, yep. I mean, it's no longer on Osprey, as you told me. Yeah, that's, that's weird. I guess you can buy it directly from Ambush Alley Games, still, hopefully, or there are copies floating around the interwebs if you...
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I did buy a used copy of Tomorrow's War, so I, I'm sure that you'll get uh, Force on Force, especially since the books themselves look beautiful, especially the cover art
0: is great. Yeah, the art is a, is a choice throughout this book, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. All right, it's all spray stuff, I guess. Um... Okay. Oh. Yeah, okay. Atro, where can people find you, Dent?
1: Well, they can find me at uh, Barreldrill.com which is my blog and uh, I also exist on other social media sites and uh, the ones that I care to post will be linked below but uh, it's Barreldrill or or Grognardia or on Redbubble where I sell t-shirts for people that only people passionate to play force on force will understand.
0: Yeah, that Social Justice Warrior is very cool. I need to buy the sticker already.
1: You do. And everyone else.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone should buy one. Uh, and I am on the socials as Cass's shots. That's like seven S's. It's too many. I need to rethink it, but I've committed to this line of cards. So next time. I uh, love the convention. So there's lots of cool cosplayers. I saw some lots of soldiers this time. It was really weird. With me parts <laughs> well I myself
1: tried playing uh decisive campaigns or, or dance or I think there's another word in it and it definitely uh, and it definitely cemented uh, that uh, uh, shadow Empires is a decisive campaigns mod <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I also had some issue where I did not realize that the big counter with the division symbol and the division written over it is not the actual division, but only the HQ. So, uh, yeah, Whoops. some interesting combat results I had by losing a lot of staff officers. <laughs> I can see how that might be an yep. issue. But it's okay. I was playing Nazis. Nobody important. I. Yeah, no
0: important. Anyway, thanks for that. That's fun. Uh, Yeah. uh, See you all next time. Bye.